Today is December 29th. Welcome to Native Calgarian. Native Calgarian is being recorded on the lands of the Blackfoot Confederacy. The Blackfoot south of the imposed U.S. border are the Blackfeet. North of the border are the Siksika, Gunai, and Bagani of the Confederacy. These lands are now on Treaty 7, signed September 22, 1877, with signatures that include the Blackfoot Confederacy, the Stony Nakoda, now Wesley, Chiniki, and Bearspaw Nations, and the Sutina Nation. We acknowledge all First, Nation, all First Nations, Métis, Inuit status and non-status across Turtle Island as the keepers of these lands. Hoki, Aki, or Red Thunder Woman and Blackfoot. My spirit name is Red Thunder Woman given to me in ceremony and my humblest apologies to the Blackfoot elders and language keepers as I try to learn the proper pronunciation. I honor the Blackfoot as I'm on their lands. My name is Michelle Robinson. I was born in Calgary as Michelle Elliott, a very English name which has afforded me privilege in an English colonial world. My mother is Northern Slavey Dene or Satu Dene, but my Indian Act and Post status card by the Canadian government says Yellowknife Dene. My father is so Canadian that I am a daughter of the Mayflower and a daughter of the American Revolution while having an Indian Act and Post status card. I acknowledge my Dene lineage and that I was born in Calgary but my family is not part of the Treaty 7 signatories. My Dene lineage roots me in the land of the Hare people, also called the Great Bear Lake people in Treaty 11. I am a native to Turtle Island and my Dene nation is a visitor to this area of Klincho Tine Indahe in Satu Dene, meaning many horse town, named after the Calgary Stampede. Land acknowledgements are critical to creating a safer space for indigenous people, as well as honoring the host as the guest. Any mistakes or misinterpretations will be on me. I encourage questions so that misunderstandings can be cleared up as soon as possible. I do not speak on behalf of all Indigenous. I just share my journey as I walk down my red road. If you're experiencing any emotional distress after hearing anything we talk about today and want to talk, call the First Nation and Inuit Hope for Wellness Helpline at 1-855-242-3310. It is toll-free and open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Non-Indigenous, there are distress lines in your area too. My Patreon account is Native Calgarian where you can pledge and support. I want to say thank you to my previous donors for already showing their support to the show. If you value listening and can afford to give, thank you. To those that cannot afford to give but listen in, I'd love to hear from you at nativeyyc at gmail.com. Send in your comments or questions. We are also on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. I have to give a shout out to my super loyal donors, Adam, Alexandria, Beatrice, Brian, Celine, Diana, Jocelyn, Judy, Kenna, Leah, Marisa, with one S, Natalie, Nathan, Phyllis, Rebecca, The Sprawl, Tiffany, Vanessa with one S, and Veronica. So this is a big um, show. Today is uh, the 29th and it's going to be my last episode in 2019. And then we move on to a whole new decade of 2020. So, you know, for me, doing this uh, is really important to me, but it wouldn't happen without my producer, my husband. So Darcy, welcome to the show. Hey, Hey. nice to be here. Thank you. Yes. Well, I'd love for you to start chiming in more. Because I think, one, it's more fun when you have a co-host. But two, um, you know, you have a lot to add to the conversation as I start talking about what I'm going to be talking about in my, uh, I don't know if it's more of a podcast in review, more than a year in review. But 
I just thought we'd go over some um, stats and numbers because, you know, you know, for most of these shows, I don't really do a lot of prep. I just talk about whatever the conversation of the day is. Right. So, like today, normally I'd probably talk about, unfortunately, the, um, you know, suicide that happened. Uh, or I shouldn't say suicide. We actually don't know what it is, but we're all assuming it's suicide. But the loss of life of like an upcoming rising star, mm, um, yes. an uh, Anouk who who has recently passed away on Christmas <laughs> Day, and um, you know I I don't talk about some of the other things that you and I do. Like uh, you and I started working on wellbriety and and such, uh, so sobriety around the medicine wheel, and um, in my case, mending broken hearts because yeah. you know. And I talked about it for over 70 episodes, the violence Indigenous women face and yeah. how there's a, such a huge gap. And, you know, that's the start of a, a gap. But today I thought, well, we should talk about like stats, like like who are my listeners? So <laughs> I sat down with him and kind of went over a few things and I was pretty shocked myself. So uh, there are metrics that we can't measure and um, we can't measure the Patreon downloads. We don't know how to do that. But here's what we know, aside and not including Patreon downloads. In December alone, I had 37 downloads in the Ukraine. Oddly enough. 41 in Sri Lanka. 40 in the US. 27 in Saudi Arabia. 22 in Mongolia. 15 in Nepal. (coughs) 19 in Kazakhstan. Jordan. Russia. Colombia. Iran. Costa Rica. Belarus. Vietnam. Austria. Like every country over a hundred yeah. countries you you counted yeah yeah so, yeah it's crazy so globally we're being listened to i don't know why but i'm grateful no it's awesome so if you're from one of those countries and you downloaded us but actually press the play button and and are listening to me <laughs> i just want to give you a shout out all the way from here i guess what you would probably consider calgary alberta canada but as my introduction showed, we're on Blackfoot territory and I'm in Blackfoot um, area. So, you know, um, I'm trying to decolonize. So I, I would love to hear your land acknowledgements from Nepal, Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan Jordan, uh, wherever you're from. I'd love to hear what that actually sounds like from your point of view. Uh, so you can either, you know, email me at nativecalgarian at gmail.com. You can, I don't know, tweet at me. You can uh, Instagram, whatever that looks like for you. I'd love to uh, hear more from you and what a land acknowledgement sounds like from your area of the woods. Um, So July 2018 (laughs) is when we actually started this podcast. And we actually started this podcast because you're like, you need to start a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of had to force you into it. Yeah. 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 But you've been producing like... (laughs) many podcasts and being a co-host on yes. on the jig is up that was yeah. a, a big one for you yeah that was the start of my podcast life yeah so and i actually had an old friend um who encouraged me to be on a podcast but i had no understanding of what it was i have yeah. no access to the to that show or nothing and i think it's defunct so it doesn't matter I, like to yeah. me from my point of view native calgarian is my first real podcast absolutely yeah Maybe because it was the only one we kind of had a little bit of control over too. Yeah. 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 No, it's been interesting because it's all kind of self-taught. So it's, yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I know like I've been a guest on other people's shows and such and 
Like when I listen to those shows, the sound quality is so different. <laughs> so I'm just going to put it out there like we've done, you know, 70, over 70 podcasts. And yeah. the sound quality is amazing. And well, I get you. so many compliments on it all the time when I'm well, out and about. It. Yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, so what do we got here? What are some other ones? You know, I was kind of hoping Austria would be a little higher only because my stepmom's from Austria. Yep. And I always give her a shout out and culture. <clears throat> but sure. that's okay. That's okay. How are people supposed to know? Um, that's right. So Canada overall from the very start to today. Okay, Northwest Territories, you only got one download, which means I know none of my family is listening. Because that would be like <laughs> 10 downloads right there. Per month. Per month. Or per episode. Actually. I know. Right? I. <laughs> So, BC, you've downloaded me 225 times. Thank you. Alberta, you've downloaded me 2,580 times. Thank you. Saskatchewan, 40 times, really? Well, that's all right. I'm sure I must have a friend out there that's actually listening. So, whoever you are, thank you. <laughs> Manitoba, 20. Ontario, 276. Hey, that's great. That means some people out in Ontario are listening. Although, I know who you are. I'm just kidding. I don't know who you are. <laughs> Uh, 34 in Quebec, um, which is pretty good considering we do zero French contact. That's right. Yeah. Um, other than talk, talk about Justin Trudeau. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, we don't really have any yeah, French. Yeah, no French language. No. Um, but so. as a shout out to Quebec, uh, I do have my daughter in French immersion and I did that on purpose because, uh, so just to tell you, you know, my husband and I grew up in Sylvan Lake, Alberta. They're small town. Small Alberta town. And I really didn't think I'd be going anywhere in my life. And uh, so I, I didn't take French. Um, the one year I did take French, my French teacher was so upset that I didn't continue with French. And uh, of course, when I became a liberal and there were like job offers and stuff, they were like, are you going to, are you going to, you know, join the party and move to Ottawa? I'm like, no, one, I don't know French mm -hmm. and, you know, Darcy and I, we've lived out here in Alberta for so long. We have all of our roots Born and here. raised. Yeah. Well, and like second generation, yeah. both of us. So yeah. anyway, um, yeah, really, really shocked about, uh, about that. So yeah, I thought it was important for my daughter that she learned French. Uh, kind of a regret I had I didn't. So I just want to give a shout out to my 34 downloads in Quebec. Thank you. Three in New Brunswick. That's the bilingual province, right? New Brunswick? I think a lot of the East Coast is... Yeah, like, they're pretty bilingual. But I'm pretty yeah, sure Nova New Brunswick is, Brunswick like, the... Yeah. Like, they really mean to be bilingual. <clears throat> I can't remember for sure, but I think so. Yeah, yeah, so I only got three there. That's okay. That's okay. It's, it's better than the Yukon. You got zero. It's better than the Yukon. But they don't have a lot of people up there, and they're pretty sparsely populated, so... <sighs> yeah. I don't think they have a lot of time to just sit around and listen to podcasts. Well, and I, I don't know if the Dene <laughs> up in Yukon are like, yeah, I totally want to listen to Michelle and calgary like i think they're busy living off the land and, yeah no nah, yeah, i think life. they got better better things to do yeah. so shout out to yukon for for being amazing um 209 so the ip doesn't show what part of canada they're in but there's 209 that's downloads right. so that's yeah so like those could secret be UConn. service yeah i'm just kidding yeah <laughs> <laughs> government of Alberta of canada yeah, CSIS, yeah. that's right rcmp, RCMP. Yeah. shout out to all my anonymous uh <laughs> you know downloads um so California, you're number one for me for the U.S. with 194 downloads. Maryland, the number is two. <laughs> uh, 
oh no, yeah, it is the number two because it has 53, Michigan with 50, Wyoming 39, Oregon 29. I have 33 states, including Hawaii, and we even got to download once in Texas, which means all of the head offices of the energy companies that are actually located in Houston, Texas from Calgary aren't actually listening. No, surprisingly. Not one. Yeah. Unless it's anonymous. Oh, that could be. Fuckers. Yeah. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, we found out a really funny stat. Most of my downloads are Tuesdays at 6 a.m. Yeah. How does that work? I don't know. Do you know anything about... That's a weird time. Yeah, like, is that just, like, all podcasts are uploaded Monday nights? Well, that's Monday, or that's 6 a.m. our time, so... Yeah. Whatever time people are actually downloading it, it's going to register as our time. So weird. People aren't actually downloading at six a.m. if they're anywhere else in the world. Yeah. So mm, yeah. crazy. Okay. Well, so we actually have my top ten downloaded episodes. Yes. This um, was surprising to me. It was surprising to me too. I was really shocked by this. So <laughs> yeah. I, I actually think it might even change the course of this podcast in a lot Possibly. of ways. Because uh, now we know what's popular and what isn't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I literally see this podcast as a dear diary. This is what happened this week in my life. And uh, more of a healing journey for me. So like as, as I know what is popular, that doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to do it now. Yeah. So I, I thought it would be interesting to tell everybody what my top 10 were. Um, might surprise you, but I only like in my top 10, my number 10 only had 87 downloads. Mm-hmm. And that literally was the one in solidarity with uh, the wetsuit and wood on January 10th. Yeah. So, you know, that was like I, I was um, writing today about like really significant things that have happened in my life over the over the last year. And I mean, like, I'm not kidding. That is one of the things that uh, is trauma the right word. Um, well, and it's still ongoing, and I mean, it's something that you just a report came up the other day about from, the, I think, The Guardian did an unsubstantiated report that the RCMP requested to use snipers and stuff like that out there. You know what? It's so, really funny that you should say that, because one of the last things I just pulled up here that was just published, uh, like, two hours ago, was by Charlie Smith from the Georgia Strait. And it said the documentary filmmaker counters RCMP yeah. attempts to discredit the Guardian story about the Gitterman raid. And uh, for those who missed it, um, well, okay, first and foremost, this was a huge uh, thing for me. January 7th um, was when the RCMP did a violent raid on yeah. the Wet'suwet'en. On, on, on a a military distorted, invasion. Yeah, exactly. On, on the camp, on the Gitterman checkpoint. And, um, on sovereign land. On sovereign land, and this was in support of the coastal gas link pipeline. Yep. Um, and this really affected me, and I'm just going to read you one of my statuses. It's actually not public, um, and I, I sometimes don't t- you know, post everything public and whatever. It is what it is. If you're on Facebook, go to Native Calgarian, go to my Facebook page. Those are things that are public. But on my private one, I said... Um, you know, what came up was memories. And my memory from last year was, uh, Dear Michelle, in 2017, you wrote me angrily, fuck those conservatives and their damn policies on giving zero fucks on human rights. Also me, unity is our strength. <coughs> and I told myself I was going to have to reconcile that crap for 2019. <laughs> um, but you still, you know, and, and this was from last year, so exactly a year ago, I said to myself, 
you still can't reconcile the lack of human rights the cons seem to be misunderstanding case in point senator lynn bayak you know this was the year of colton bushi and tina fontaine and you got to give a statement at the missing and murdered indigenous women girls and uh, two-spirit inquiry but you also seen the extreme side of lateral violence in the community rooted in systemic racism hello pipelines and immigration angry non-indigenous setting off your heart issues over safe consumption sites because as woke as non-indigenous think they are they don't give a fuck if indigenous die from opioids in fact we know it's to their benefit <clears throat> it's been a tough year so now we're going into a provincial and federal election be stronger podcast right love your family so i kind of i read that and i thought holy shit what has happened in a year hey dars no so I wrote, uh, you still can't reconcile Khan's attitudes with human rights, like, obviously. Um, Clearly. But this year was really tough. We almost lost a family member. Um, I can't say the name and the situation because it's still in the courts. And um, I was really triggered by the victim blaming within my circles. Mm-hmm. But the upside was I was really reminded of how far I've come from, you know, domestic violence and, and understanding you know, healthy, unhealthy relationships, all that shit, right? It's mm-hmm. been been a long time. and It's been a long journey. Yeah. Um, it's a lifelong. Right? And you've watched me go through counseling yeah. and all of this. Um, so since I, you were 16. Since I was 16, that's right. Um, <laughs> I've lost a ton of contacts this year. Uh, I mean, I've gained a lot too, but I guess when I, when I said that, what I really meant was um, ones I thought were going to be there mm-hmm. through my journey. Yep. I've lost them. Um, the scariest protest I did was in front of the TC or the Trans Canada, who just changed their name this year, yeah. for the violent raid by the RCMP on the Unistoten, uh, yeah. resulting in folks in my political circles that would once wor- I would work with. And that wasn't insane. It, I, I live streamed that, and it was crazy. Yeah, I uh, I put screaming hate to yeah. me on the other rows of cops that were separating us. Um, it really changed my feelings about what yeah. allyship is and knowing that my death benefits settlers uh, financially. And from what they were screaming at me, they know it. Yeah. They'd rather have me dead. <clears throat> my, my favorite moment from that, though, is when you took a knee during the national anthem. <laughs> Thanks, babe. That really screwed with their minds, I think, a little bit. But it was, it was really cool to see. Yeah. Because the people that were there on your side that eventually showed up. Yeah. Because originally it was just you. Yeah, I know. But the ones who did show up took me with you, and it was kind of cool to see. Well, I'm glad you videotaped it. I still haven't watched it because it's too scary for me. It's on the Jig Is Up uh, Facebook page if anybody's interested. Yeah. But it's live streamed there. Or it was live streamed there. And I mean, I didn't even fucking face the RCMP coming onto my territory. Unarmed, with kids. Full military. With grandmas. Yeah. You know, I I didn't experience that. This was just the people who were normally in my political circles, yeah. screaming hate from me, uh, screaming hate at me. Well, the, and these are downtown executives and yeah. and yeah. office workers. Totally. They were yeah. like frothing at the mouth hate. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess that explains why they don't support our calls to action. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, lateral violence really spilled out more from that, uh, both through the family incident and through that protest. Like, I can't believe how people would twist what I said. Like, oh, yeah, you know, consent. Why is that such a fucking hard concept? <clears throat> yeah, there's but, a great video called Consent and Tea on YouTube. I mean, 
That's one of my favorites. It is. It's hilarious, but at the same time, it's it's, it's so true. Kind of sad that that video is so accurate. I know. I don't know. And so many people don't really get it. No, and they, and they also don't understand that there are a lot of people out in Alberta that are indigenous that yeah. are pro pipeline for sure for consent on lands. Yes. Not, you know, cons- forcing <clears throat> pipelines on on places that don't want them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know. I don't know. I was really sad about it. So provincially, I did not see what the NDP was going to do to my MLA coming. Um, I said, you knew the UCP were corrupt as fuck, but their war room um, has caused you to block anyone right-leaning or centrist, um, unlike before. You knew you were already on their target list federally, but you finally ran as a liberal. Uh, Folks don't really support that. But having Dr. Swan and David Kahn and the Alberta Liberal Party's core supporters outweighed the naysayers, as this core has always showed up for the Indigenous, unlike the naysayers. Um, yeah, it was uh, not something I did not see myself running at this time last year. No, we even talked about it, and you were like, "No, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna." And then, well, no, you did. But the reason why was because we really thought Robin Luff was gonna. <clears throat> That's right. You know, yeah. like. She was going to run, yeah. and we were going to support her, and it Absolutely. was going to be the first time we were publicly out as supporting an NDP or ever. Yeah. Although and by that time, I, and then I think she became an independent real quick, and then. But it wasn't then. It was still like months ahead yeah, from that. That's true. So like none of us seen that coming. No. No, and no. Uh, which really sucks because it's like <clears throat> that would have been easy for me, and it would have broke my heart to tell Dr. David Swan. At his retirement party. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, bud. I'm not running liberal. <laughs> I'm not even moving for you. Yeah, no. Like, I didn't think we were going to have a candidate in this this yeah. riding. So. I, and I have to say, honestly, the, the way the Alberta Liberal Party treated you and some of its other candidates that I, I, I witnessed physically on my own yeah, it was actually pretty amazing. Yeah. I was really surprised by the amount of support, uh, encouragement, and just overall positivity yeah. directed at you running. Yeah. Even though it was a long shot. Um, and I think everybody knew that for the Alberta Liberals. Yeah. But I still, like, it was it was pretty impressive. I was pretty impressed with them overall. Just the way they supported you, at least. Yeah. I, I seen that firsthand. Yeah. Well, so, it was kind of a big deal. Like It was. It was Somebody it was just impressive. put up our pictures up on the Stampede, like the McMahon Stadium. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Stampeders. Yeah, and you like, were up there. I was up there. And a 50-foot head. <laughs> Boy, this podcast is really going to your head. Right? Holy. <clears throat> Boy, she gets more than 30 downloads. And... <laughs> gets all squirrely. <laughs> yeah, no, it was really impressive. I, I have to I have to admit I wasn't expecting that kind of support out of out of any party. Yeah. Um so I, I was impressed. Yeah, no, I was really happy and um I think uh there were a lot of like nails in the coffins with friendships from that though. Um Yeah. Because uh, there was just an assumption that I would support the NDP, um, even after what they did to Robin Love. Well, that's... Like, like, the, like, yeah, and the, they, they were such a hopeful and do hardly anything really party. Like, they did yeah. a lot of things, but they didn't make really big changes. The well, big like, changes that need to be made. I was just bitching to you yesterday about the whole child welfare <clears throat> thing, right? Yeah. Because... Uh, for those who don't know, the UCP put forward a so-called <laughs> Serenity's Law. And I say that with the deepest respect to Serenity's family. Um, for those who do not know, this was a little indigenous girl that was... 
she died and she was mistreated and it was awful and I and it just pisses me off that everyone's not fucking outraged about it and the fact that people aren't just makes me look down on them anyway uh, the UCP had put forward this do nothing fucking law uh, basically saying oh it's illegal to not report child abuse which was already the fucking law and yeah. for anybody who was following that case they know that the people that were involved never got charged and it never like it never amounted to anything this, <coughs> this girl was physically abused yep. and killed and it's fine by a fucking Albertan standards because they're ass wipes um, so they put forward this law and I have a, a friend who, you know, tries to, well, first of all, she's, uh, you know, family member, um, but also not pro UCP. But the thing is, is that unlike me, other indigenous have to try to work <coughs> with the UCP. I can't, but other people can. And um, so, you know, she's trying. She's really trying to say, hey, at least the UCP did this. But I, I just, I can't stand idly by. And so I, I mentioned that, you know, the ministerial uh, panel on child intervention uh, that was released in 2016, so this was under the NDP, um, had 26 recommendations for governmental approval. And out of those 26 recommendations, zero have been implemented. And this new law is that, you know, this that had nothing to do with the 26 recommendations and that's not even including you know um so there's been the foster care review since 2008 kinship care review since 2009 child intervention systemic review in 2000, 2010 the internal or external expert panel following the death of a child in 2011 the ministerial roundtable of the investigations and reporting of deaths and serious injuries in 2014, the implementation oversight committee in 2014. Of course, the TRC came out in 2015 and has like a whole child welfare component. Now we have the 231 calls to justice from the missing and murdered indigenous women and girls and two spirit report that has tons of new uh, things to implement that the Alberta government doesn't give a fucking shit about. They didn't give a shit federally either because Jason Kenney was a part of that goddamn team that was like, oh, indigenous women aren't on our radar. <laughs> so, and we all know why. I think I made it pretty clear during the, the um, pipeline protest why that is. So anyway, 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 what else did I post? Anyway, I, I guess we're trying to talk about the top 10 and... Just the solidarity with the Wet'suwet'en only had 87 downloads. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, this was a major national... <coughs> like, we had more people show up mm -hmm. at uh, my protest to counter me than the amount of people that even downloaded this yeah. episode. Yeah. Oh, so, by far, January yeah. 10th. Easily, yeah. yeah. Um, and the other thing I want to just throw in there now is that uh, that violence that, that they did out there, that they're still doing out there, uh, Albertan, Alberta teachers can be proud of their government because now they've invested their pension money. Now that they're going to be taking over the pension, they're investing it in that, specifically in that pipeline. I read that. I shared it. Yeah. I was just so fucking pissed. But that's so, what I mean about NDP lack of... Like, this is why I felt good about running Liberal. Yeah. Because the NDP didn't do any of that child welfare um, yeah. intervention. They didn't 
um, intervene on the on the pipeline. Now yeah. the unions are like, yeah, let's fucking put our money in there. This is gonna be great. We're gonna finance the shit out of killing indigenous people, basically. Well, and 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 whether or not you like whether the unions or the teachers agree with it, and that's what the government's doing. That's what Albertan voted for. And it is so, what they voted for. You know, now the people that are responsible for that violence are Alberta teachers. Yeah, I know. So your government I did see has Alberta pushed teachers that onto a little you. pissed off about that because it was Absolutely. just like done by the uh, UCP, which is a hundred percent expected. This is what they would yep. do federally as well. So, but that's where I think people need to realize they need to take their power and <laughs> and understand that their government is doing these things but, on their behalf. You know what? It's so, so crazy to me because they'll ignore me on um, you know out in the streets, whatever. They'll ignore me. Yeah, yeah. But, like, this is a really major conversation that's just not happening. Like, I don't see other journalists having this conversation. It's not even in the news anymore. No. I don't understand. Like, like, like we've literally probably paid millions and millions and millions of dollars for RCMP and equipment to be out there. Yep. And nobody's even talking about it. Rather than that being in negotiation of encouraging, you know, um, alternative pipeline routes. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and, they, and they won't even let the media in nope. to video any of it. So, no, which is the against the law, boundary. but nobody seems to care. You know, and that's the whole thing. Like, I think internationally, people go, "Well, you know, Canada—they're the stewards of human rights." Well, it's like, no. Yeah, at the end of a sniper rifle, right? Like, like there's there's no media allowed at this. This is crazy. If it wasn't for the actual videos that people took there that were yeah. on the receiving end of this violence. Yep. We wouldn't have any pictures of it yeah, or this, any... The social media posts telling us how many trap lines they've destroyed. Totally. And, and all this stuff. Like, We would have no clue yeah. if it wasn't for today's social media. I know. And and they're out there and they're posting, but, you know, people would rather, I don't know, listen to sports <laughs> updates than to understand. Freak out about Don Cherry. Oh, my God. I'm not even going down there. <laughs> Number nine. The thoughts of... Oh, my thoughts on the MMIW inquiry that was published on June 9th, and that got also 87 downloads. So I guess 9 and 10 are, are tied. Yeah. That's fine. Um, 7 and 8 are also tied. <clears throat> so typical <throat> tourist experience in Banff in August, that had 92 downloads. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember that episode. I, I don't either, but I, I'm terrible at remembering anything. So. Were you, did you and I talk about <laughs> diving? or I wonder... No, there was some racism out in Banff, and um, was there? Yeah. Oh, shocking. Um, racism is everywhere. This just shows how li- like I I experience racism every single day that I can't even like remember this incident over that incident. Like today, right now, my I, I have a person I really respect up in Edmonton. He does a ton of anti-racism work. His name is Bashir Muhammad. Um, he actually has a a legal team. Well, that's not true. He has a fund for a legal um, process he has to go through now because people are trying to sue him from the rebel media and Ezra Levant, trying to financially cripple them because they're all lawyers and they know that's the best way to cripple someone. So that's what they do. So anyway, he has a legal fund, like a GoFundMe. And, um, you know, the white supremacists are trying to shut it down because he's not white. So if you can donate to that, I would love that. But it, again, this is just pure racism. And it's shocking to me how many people still say to me, 
white fragility that's a racist thing to say michelle i'm like you have no concept of what my day-to-day is then sir (laughs) no idea so anyway do you remember that yeah it was um it was there was some racism out in banff towards an indigenous family i believe they were trying to have like a picnic i think if i'm remembering it correctly they were trying to have a picnic and Bunch of people were like, blah, 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 saying racist garbage. Go back to your fucking rest. On that same episode, you also talked about some of your, your lowlights. I used air quotes there. Um, of your trip to the Royal Alberta Museum with Miranda Jimmy. So oh. it's kind of a double episode there. Right. Yeah. No, that was a really good episode. We should have titled it um, Going to the Ram with Miranda because uh, <laughs> I think we did two on that, though. We did. We we. Yeah, we did the, the We did the video and we did an episode with Miranda Jimmy and then you talked about Afterwards, you did that episode where you talked about your your, yeah. your low lights again. In that's right. And that's so. where we got to meet um, Omar. He's one of the <laughs> reporters right. up in Edmonton. I really like him. Um, so That was really fun because the one... Sorry to get sidetracked, but no, that, talk- I really loved how knowledgeable Miranda Jimmy was up there. Yep. And like she just went through the whole thing like item by item. Yep. And it was it was really eye-opening. And I don't think it's a lot of things. Even, even for me, I probably would have missed 50% of what she was talking about like... Well, you know, she pointing out where things are placed and how they're placed and, and yeah. just the language used in the displays. Like it, it was it was phenomenal. So Well and also because she's in the arts community and the culture arts yeah. and culture, she had backstories that of <clears throat> yeah, course no, nobody I, would know. A lot of respect for her knowledge on all that stuff. So Yeah. And she really also awesome. ran for municipal up That's in right. Edmonton at the same time I ran here in Calgary. So we were kinda uh solidarity sisters maybe the best way to say it <laughs> and but she gave you a really cool shirt that day too oh she did too the yeah. uh, um anti-colonial uh social club yeah that's right that's such a great shirt that's awesome thanks miranda you're one of my highlights for sure you're always my highlight though because i mean we we ran in what 2017 now so jesus yeah. how did that happen Was that eventually no, well, that's municipal. So, municipally, but municipally, right. yeah, yeah. all the like all the major cities yeah, yeah. had, and and all the hamlets <laughs> and, right. and that they all have their their election at the same time, yes. right? So it's kind of a a big switch. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So I really love you, Miranda. Miss you. Uh, Wheels on the bus, ninety two. That was in August, ninety two downloads. Oh, this was uh, yeah. You talked about a local crime, and I use air quotes again. Oh RV, my God, yes. Um, <laughs> private messages that are very hurtful. Um, and then that's when we actually got the video for the Ram visit out. Yeah, gotcha. Um, yeah. Yeah, but that was really funny because that was like, oh, God, these like... Yeah, there's the local people trying to shut down somebody's RV because it was in just... In the backyard. It was just a drug-infested crime mecca yeah. of organized crime. And we drove past, it was like a hippie bus. Yeah, no, and they. It was just parked in the back. Yeah, like. I'm, and I'm pretty parking. sure they had like a radio playing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is your your mecca of danger. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, I know. Not <laughs> in my backyard. Nimby. Right. Um, how should I vote? Got 93 downloads on um, October 7th. So only 93 people were interested in what I had to say. Hey, and that's assuming they played it. Yeah. Like. Yeah, that's assuming. Because I download a lot of podcasts that I never listen to. Just, yes, it, you it, do. I know. It just defaults, and thank God my producer cleaned that up out of my phone. Anyway, um, I swear. I No, I swore like a trucker. Blackface. Um, episode. <clears throat> yep. Uh, on September 23rd, got 94 downloads. Never got much for, for uh, you know, feedback on that one. Um, actually, I never do. 
Canada doesn't meet the bar on oppression. That got 100 downloads on August 23rd. So, like, all almost all my August ones are on here. Yeah. So, August is a good month. That was an interesting one, though, because you, you had that guest on who was from Germany. Um, Natalie? Yeah. And so that was really interesting. Isn't she great? Yeah, that was really cool. I had a lot of people, speak. like, tell me on the streets how much they liked that episode just yeah. because... And then this is where, like, the Patreon, it's too bad we can't measure it because I know people are listening. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and Natalie, like, because she grew up in Germany and really has an understand yeah. understanding of uh, oppression through that Holocaust lens, you know, it, I don't well, know. Well, such a great perspective because they're really actually was. taught about their history. Yep. And we're denied that in our schools. A hundred percent. So it was, I thought it was really a good episode. Yep. Yeah. My most recent one, Carly Sewick. That's my number three. Am I Indian enough on December yep. 17th? That got 101 downloads. So like, cause she's out in Ontario. So, yeah. and you've seen, you, I went through the Ontario stats. We get a lot yeah, more yeah. in Ontario yeah. um, compared to other places. I mean, uh, Alberta, you get a lot, but I live here. Yeah. So <laughs> <coughs> kind of seen that one coming, but um, really happy that uh, that one was in my top three. I got to let Carly yeah. know that that is the case. Absolutely. Can I uh, use basketball? That one, July 2nd, got 131 downloads. Yeah, that and, was Truman that joined you on that one. Yeah, Truman uh, was the coach who had to deal with the Calgary refs deciding they were yeah. just going to discriminate against anyone from that was Indigenous. I couldn't Arbitrarily. It. It I, I still even... can't believe it. That's yeah. like such a human rights violation. And Canadians are like, oh, dum, 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 no big deal. Well, again, though, it was... Like you, you got to the you know talk to him on your podcast. Language is losing for me here right now. <laughs> but uh, you got to talk to him before any mainstream media really even yeah put the story out story. big time. Like it kind of came across, I think on I don't know what it was, but on Facebook yeah. this story. But it wasn't really like APTN wasn't running it. It wasn't a big story. And it was so blatantly discriminatory. <laughs> yeah, like, like I would have so thought blatantly. this would have been national news easily, right? And I, I don't thought think it CBC ever did. Indigenous yeah. would have been all over that. I like I do but, not understand how I even to this yeah. day how it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. I know. I I, I don't get it either. I, I'm so mad about it. And then do 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 Yeah. My most downloaded episode ever was actually Frozen 2. Yes. So I got four hundred downloads, which is like oh no. Like, by 400 more, I got 575 downloads on Frozen 2. Yeah. And that was with your daughter. That was with my girl. Mm. Um, my, our daughter, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, but what is that? what has that taught us? Yeah. It's taught us talking about superficial bullshit like Disney and Frozen 2 matters more than, you know, armed yeah. resistance against the Wasutuan. At the at the Ginneman checkpoint. Yeah. And it, it, I, I think it's sad when you look at it like that. Yeah. Um, there is something to be said about taking the movies of today and yeah. throwing them through an indigenous lens and talking about colonialism and, you know, sexism and the things that are in those movies. Yeah. So I think it has validity. I, I, too, I just, when you look at the downloads and you think, wow... Like from wetsuit to this one, there's like basically 500 downloads difference. Yeah, that is crazy. 
well, it, it does show you the priority, I think, of yeah. of people that would download. And because probably a lot of that is people that would download that one episode thinking, oh, it's Frozen 2. I want to hear what the people have to say about that. But they don't. Those people maybe not even downloading any of the other ones. <laughs> like they're not your regular listeners kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's kind of sad. Yeah, well, it, and you know what? I, I participated in a in an empathy day. It was a really cool episode where you kind of teach kids to listen to other people's story. And they tried to do some metrics on how to, you know, um, analyze the results of what questions they asked us. Yeah. Anyway, some of the other guests who were like Muslim and black turned their nose up at Frozen 2. And they were like, I don't even want to get into it. Like they just hated the movie. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, that's literally bothered me since because I'm like, why mm-hmm. would you hate this Frozen 2? Because it's obviously so indigenous friendly. But obviously, I don't know. I'd love to have that conversation with folks, but we literally haven't got any feedback about Frozen 2 either. Well, it's tough because you don't know if that's just people that don't like Disney. People yeah. People that don't like the way that they, their, you know, their ethnicity or their, totally you know, gender or whatever has been you know put out by disney since the beginning of disney yeah well if so it's I, really hard like pocahontas is an awful oh, actual story terrible. like and then disney like totally made it into this like they should people call her a princess now yeah and uh so like i out of all people have no reason to support disney but they yeah, bought yeah. star wars so i'm kind of <laughs> kind of hooked and i think honestly um what is the shown us that shown us the next time we do any type of titles. We do the big ones. Mandalorian. Yeah. We'll talk about what our review of the Mandalorian, yep. or maybe Baby Yoda. my daughter and I have been watching the last um, Riverdale. And I knew I was yep. going to have a big cry because Luke Perry's like first episode of when he died was on there. Mm. So that made me sad. And I didn't even watch Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Yeah, you did at a default of your bu- your bus. Yeah, buddy. I watched a couple episodes. <laughs> I think. I had a friend from high school who was like high hardcore on that show, which is so funny. But I hated that show. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. I know. <clears throat> so yeah, those were kind of our our biggest downloads, and yeah, you guys have taught me. Okay, do the big ones like Frozen Two or whatever. But I know I won't. This isn't Please. about uh, I don't know becoming Joe Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's the thing is like. Yeah. The thing that I look at when I when I look at your podcast is, yeah. it's like I, we were talking about this prior to the podcast is it's a nice mix. Yeah, and I think it's important to do fun episodes. It's important to do entertaining episodes, but I think it's really important to do the hard hitting ones, the deeper ones. Um, well, and obviously so our a, numbers. It's a nice mix. Well, and our numbers from what would be considered <laughs> enemy territories of like Russia, Ukraine. Um, yeah. Saudi Arabia, you know, these places out there, they probably have no clue that they actually could learn a lot from my type of podcast where it's like, not everyone in Canada is happy with Canada. Well, and the the hard thing with these numbers of downloads is, okay, so you got X amount of downloads in Saudi Arabia or whatever. Now, that could be just simply people downloading but never listening. Or it could be that maybe there's a couple indigenous folks working there. Sure. That are actually listening. Yeah, totally. That's the only downside to this is we don't really know. Well, I yesterday, so, just for shits and giggles, Googled uh, 
uh, native Calgarian on Twitter and I actually came up with a whole shitload of racism. Um, mm. You know, people, and that's why I named it Native Calgarian because yeah, yeah. I wanted to take it back. And it was like, you know, this one guy was like, he had like zero likes, zero retweets, but he had a picture of us all gathering for the last uh, Justin Trudeau rally that was here. Right. And he's like, how many goddamn Native Calgarians are even in this goddamn shot? Yeah, yeah. Right? And I'm like, well, I, I wanted to post at least one because I was there. But, you know, obviously this is a yeah. troll type person, so I'm not going to engage with them. Yeah. But, uh, you know, just that bigger picture of like, you know, again, it's people believing Native Calgarian means, you know, a white settler. Somebody born here. Who was born Calgary, here. That's all that means. Not, yeah. uh, you know, not actual native issues yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) well so i I guess for me the download numbers if i want to look at it positively i would say the nice thing is is in what i want to believe is that there is indigenous all over the world yeah whether they're indigenous to that area or whether they're from here and working there or whatever they moved there whatever yep to me it seems like there's indigenous all over the planet that are actually listening yeah and i think that's phenomenal well, and, and overall, that's the power of a podcast. Totally. Overall, in December alone, we had 700 downloads. Yeah. Right? Like, just that's just one month. Yeah. Right? And that's and pretty amazing. That That's huge. And yeah. then when I was just kind of snooping for fun, looking at my analytics to uh, Twitter, I couldn't believe how far the reach was. Mm-hmm. It was over 300,000, like, people. People. Wow. And that, I mean, I blocked probably a lot. Oh, your block list is probably 100,000 people, but... <laughs> But regardless, the point is, like, Calgary is kind of its own anomaly with the amount of people that are on Twitter. But, um, you know. Is it, though? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I do do know that I'm very happy uh, with the amount of reach that, you know, social media, podcasting is getting us. So, and I'm a big believer that what I say on this podcast, I'm regularly kind of tweeting out or posting on Facebook the same message. So depending on what medium you, um, you know, listen to the most is what yeah. you get. So I have a question for you then. Sure. You've, you, let's just take 2019. Okay. Um, you had a lot of guests on. Right um, on. You know, your cousin. Thank you to all my guests. Yeah, you've had your cousin. Uh, we've mentioned a few already. Um, what, what's been the highlight of doing this show? Because it's typically you and, and if you're doing, a, if you have a guest, it's usually over the phone. Yeah. So what for you kind of has been not the highlight, not necessarily what's been the best guest or something, but like yeah. what what have you taken away from 2019 of, of just the podcast that you think, wow, that's, that's well, something I'll carry forward? Like, I, I think the number one thing for me, though, is that um, the biggest thing I've learned through counseling and through healthy, unhealthy relationships is verbalizing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't verbalize your feelings, you can't get them out. You can't yeah. heal from them if you don't get them out. That's right. And um, you get to hear my voice every time. I mean, sometimes you just like hit record and walk away because <laughs> coughing or whatever. But yeah, for the most part, I get a I get a release. It's like uh, instead sure. of writing in a diary, I get to say my diary, and um, and that is healing. So whether or not people are really on this journey with me or not, I don't really care. What does matter is that. It's an ongoing healing mechanism because, you know, I've talked about racial battle fatigue, how it's a daily occurrence. For sure. Um, It's my place to release that. Yeah. 
to release all of that fatigue, to release all of that pain that's been thrown upon us through just by opening up the news, you know, yeah. and hearing the shitty way media talks about Indigenous people or the whole uh, what Sutuin um, yeah. pipeline, like, it just pisses me off so bad that even with, you know, APTN and CBC Indigenous, that we're still in a place where, you know, it's still three white people talking about the leg- legalities of something that they know nothing about when it comes yeah. to Indigenous. And that happens so often that they don't even... I'll, I'll guarantee you, and I, I challenge everyone to really pay attention to all the year-end shows, how many Indigenous people were on there, mm-hmm. whether it was sports, whatever. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed, there's none. Guaranteed. The, the only one, honestly, that I can think that likely would is maybe CBC Indigenous. We have to leave out APTN, obviously. Because obviously they're going to have all Indigenous content. CBC Indigenous would probably have a couple of Indigenous folks. Yeah. Um, and uh, sadly, the Beaverton. Yeah, they'll bring have... in Tim Fontaine right. again. Yeah, right. Yeah. But like, yeah, like your sports shows, ESPN, all these places, like, there's nobody on those that's Indigenous. Yeah. Um, and if there is, I mean, great. Send an email and point it out, but... Well, like, but the truth is, is it's, truthfully, who do they get? They get someone yeah. like, you know, Theron Fleury, who's not decolonized at all. Yeah. You know, they don't actually have real indigenous content. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, like, it, 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 they get people that might have a plastic card <laughs> in their wallet, you know, and, and that's. And the know. irony is, that's what I got to work on over the course of this year is get my daughter her plastic card. Yeah. So stupid. Unfortunately, but yes. But it. So, I mean, for me, I think the biggest thing that I've seen is just, I think I've, I've, I've seen you throughout the course of this podcast yeah. kind of change a little. Yeah. Where it's, it's not just that you're angry, it's that you're trying to figure out, okay, how do I put words to that now so that I can throw it on my podcast? Sure. And I think that's kind of cool. Like, that's a really cool thing to be able to do is to take these things that make you angry, sad, upset, frustrated... Or even happy, and actually put words to it. Because for for a lot of folks, that's hard. Well, I mean, how do you put words to the fact that what is it like every single day some an indigenous person is going to die in Canada? Basically, mm-hmm. how do you put words to that? So it's it's watching you go through that transformation of when you started like uh, this pisses me off to now you're well, and it's more, constant processing. So yeah. like for example, a young man who was murdered. Um, this is just <laughs> east of us. And it's going to be the new Colton Bushi trial next year. Yeah. Um, you know, he was murdered by two white guys, uh, two brothers, actually. Because they had, like, an argument at the bar. So the, these two white guys followed them home and shot him. Execution style. Execution, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, that, like, that hurts me. Yeah. That, the idea that, you know, here's this cute rising star, a hockey player... My daughter may, like, she may not be dating him, but the idea that there's all of these people that are going to be drastically affected that loved him so much just because of some asshole's racism, he has to go fucking kill him. Well, you destroy people's lives. Well, I mean, that's the bottom line. Like, even my heart, I want to work on reconciliation, but how do I work on reconciliation when... The Calgary Police Service just, like, kill Robin Fiddler. Yeah. You know, um, right in, right where I used to work, right behind there. Yeah. Um, how do you make peace with that? How do you, 
how do you feel safe like me as an indigenous woman you know getting ready to go to work how do i feel safe walking the streets yeah knowing some not my goddamn neighbor um yeah. is gonna be like there's a fucking native woman walking we gotta call the goddamn police on her and before you know it yeah. i'm dead my daughter's dead her friend is dead my friend is dead somebody's dead yeah because in, in Canada, it's perfectly okay to kill indigenous people and get away with it. Well, and, and I think that's the really despairing part is to know that no matter what happens, there probably will not be any conviction None. on any, any, like if you were to get murdered, yeah. if someone you know gets murdered, yeah. they're probably, the likelihood of conviction is so low so low that it's like to expect a conviction is ridiculous well and i just seen the family of uh there was this there was this guy who got killed and they killed three indigenous people alongside with them because they were witnesses and i just watched that entire family go through fucking hell and back listening to that stupid trial yeah and sadly they felt like it was a victory because he got convicted of the one murder the one murder but not, not the three all four yeah no i loved your point on that because it's like there there was no murder charges or manslaughter or no. homicide any form no even assault laid i don't think against what happened to the indigenous folks yeah that were all killed at the same time like murdered so how literally. does one get and, murdered and their and their bodies so they were charged i think with Oh, I can't remember. Like, it was like an indignity. Indignity to because, a human um, or something. Yeah, because yeah. they burnt the bodies after in a car. Yeah. So how do you murder one person in a car and the other three just mur- mysteriously died? Yeah. By coincidence? But they all coincidentally happen to be natives. So, right. Like it, yeah. Again, it's like a really glaring, obvious so my heart system hurts. of racism. So it, it's really hard for me, you know, yeah. over the year, watching all of these injustices happen trying to articulate them on an ongoing constant basis so that i finally heal from them so that i feel safe enough to walk the streets or let my daughter go out but i don't i don't feel that i did and the irony is i got more involved in community in the hopes that i would feel safer and i door knock those doors every day even though it scares the shit out of me because i know the level of hate i'm going to receive yeah. But I still do it because it matters. Yeah. And it's not going to change. And I don't want this for the next generation. No, absolutely not. No. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's hard. I mean, how do you... How do you reconcile? So I guess <clears throat> yeah. what matters is that this, this helps heal because it helps me talk yeah. about the insanity of all of this. Because, yeah, I can go, probably go pay somebody 150 bucks an hour to hear this. But that message is not going to get out to the rest of the world. It's not, it's not going to be yeah. downloaded in Saudi Arabia or the Ukraine <laughs> if, I, if I just stay in a, you know, someone's office and sit on a couch. Absolutely. So. And, and the thing is, too, is like you've not only, you know, you, you say you look at this like a dear diary, but the truth is, is you've had a lot of guests on. Yeah. And that's a lot of other voices yeah. that are getting their message out, their words out there. Yeah. They're articulating what's affecting them um you know from the basketball team to the royal bird museum to yeah you know your cousin to everything yeah so it's it's pretty amazing yeah. and i think that's that's the wonderful part of doing a podcast and being able to do one 
Yeah. Which is a real luxury to be able to do one. It is. Um, it's a privilege. I'm honored. And so, but I think that's really the importance is that you're not only just like, it's not just, oh, it's Michelle's hour. It's, it's for anybody who wants to come on and, and share their voice. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. I wonder how many people have asked to be on my down, on my show that just, you know, we lost touch or they weren't interested or whatever. Uh-huh. But yeah. I don't know. Looking back though, I'm, I'm shocked at how many guests you've actually had. Cause I don't, I don't it feel doesn't like, seem like you've had that many. I know, but you want to know why? So, so here's the thing about, this is a behind the scenes <laughs> conversation. My husband and I are like, Hey, it's Sunday. We should probably do a podcast. Yeah. Like, it's not scheduled. It's yeah, not like... we're terrible at that. Yeah, you know, it's not like we sit down and go, what's next week's content? We don't have, like, the pre-planning meeting. No. Or the after-show meeting. Well, yeah. We, we don't, don't do that. Storyboards and nope. all... No, nope. no, nope. no. We just... Fuck it. Let's hit record. Wake and, wake and, wake and record. Yeah. So that that's literally how it works. And I know for a lot of the other podcasts who are a lot probably more professional in the sense that they do those, you know, pre-podcast meetings yeah. and after-podcast meetings. It's all scripted. And... It's scripted. Like I, Pam Palmater, I can't say enough good things about this this woman. Um, you know, it's very clearly scripted. Yeah. And that's brilliant. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, you know, we, live, we are in a total different class. Um, you know, yeah. she's a prof. She's a lawyer. She makes money. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Her, I'm not any of those things, right? So, yeah. um, but I have a lot of respect for the work she does. And I, yeah. one of the uh, biggest podcasts I just listened to that I, I don't know if I mentioned it in the other podcast, but something to look for this year is uh, there's a huge change in legislation when it comes to child welfare. And, uh, you know, Cindy Blackstock was on Palm, Palm, Pam Palmater's show talking about the huge gap that's about to happen yeah. and that's going to come down on january 1st so i'm very concerned about the amount of indigenous kids that are going to mm-hmm. fall through the cracks bottom line as as a result of a lack of funding um, well and they will probably do a really good job of following up and yeah staying on that story right absolutely so as I, i'm sure you will talk about it as we move forward too yeah but, but, but like second hand of what i'm learning from pam and and cindy through the advocacy and through the um, channels that they are able to do because you know, like I was saying to you, I just don't know how much more effective I can be with the Liberal Party because it's very clear. Like, I mean, yeah. my fucking Prime Minister did blackface. <laughs> how the hell can I talk about anti-racism anymore? Like, Well, I, I think you know, that's one thing I think that, you know, has come very obvious that, that any of these parties don't have Indigenous best interests at heart. Never. They say they do. Um the NDP made a, in provincially made a whole bunch of promises about hooking up all the all their yeah. reserves on to water drinking water. And, yeah. I think they got a few done, but not very many. Um, and we're fucking rich in Alberta. Like that's the well, whole thing. And they, they had four years to get a small done. number of reserves onto drinking water, and they didn't do it all. I don't feel bad so, at all running liberal because of it. Because no. I, I like yeah, they tried, <laughs> but I mean, their but idea trying, of trying and yeah. my idea of trying are very different. In the wise words of Yoda, do or do not, there is no try. <laughs> so you either I think, you succeeded or you failed. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's, for all these political parties, that's what I'm starting to see is like, yeah. they're just failing. Yeah. And you can dress them up in whatever color you want. They can make all the promises in the world that they want. At the end of the day, they're failing. Well, the elders so. that I talk to say that we go through 30-year cycles. And we're at the top of a 30-year cycle right now. Yeah. And... 
I mean, I hope that I hope that the attitudes from the general public start to change more than say the government, because I think as attitudes in the population change, then government might change. Yeah. And start to be much more uh, accountable or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's a slim hope, <laughs> as I was reminded this this year by family. You know, their politics will never change in Canada, but I do have hope that there will be change. I see well, you and I have changed a lot of shit. I don't yeah. care what anybody says. We've got every voice that speaks up does. Yep, exactly. We got funding for midwifery done here in Alberta. Um, my friend Chad really reminded us online about how, you know, we made that change from Indigenous from uh, Aboriginal. Yeah, um, within the party. Spirit. I added to spirit. That was my policy that I'm really proud of. That that the liberals now say, not just the liberals. Fucking that's national. Yeah, like the government of Canada is now. You can't fucking undo that. So let's. That's, oh, I, I have hope the I have full faith that the conservatives can undo pretty much anything. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I know, I know those. But yeah, no, I I don't know. I'm, and I mean, this year we're heading into minority government. And I mean, I know a lot of people have that huge hope on their shoulders for, oh, this is going to be great. They're all going to work together. But you, no, it's yeah. all a power hunger. Yeah. So it's going to work. It's just going to be a matter of time until the yeah. NDP did what they did under Jack Layton and went, oh, the yeah. polls say that if we call an election right now, we'll win uh, more seats. So let's do that. Fuck the uh, education for indigenous people. Well, yeah, like MP, a lot of people forget that that killed the Kelowna Accord. Yep. Um, and ushered in a, gen- a decade of Harper. Yep. And that was because of the NDP. And let's face not it. Not willing to work with the Liberals. Let's face it. Andrew Scheer did not do that bad. I know a lot of... <laughs> no, he uh, didn't as bad, do as bad as he should have. He should have done way worse. And the Canadian politics are all like, you know, all the white people are like, oh my God, you know, what a bad year for him and the Conservatives. And But the bottom line is, is that they actually didn't lose that bad. No. And that's what's really disturbing was because they came out very clearly, we hate immigrants, we hate natives, fuck them. And the Canadians were like, yeah, love that shit. Let's right. totally vote these guys in. Yeah. <sighs> you know, we're fucked, yeah. I feel like, you know. Well, and again, with Trudeau not changing the election reform, not pulling through on election reform, Which... we're stuck in this voted-in dictatorship. <sighs> yep. Only now it's... So I guess... It'll be interesting to see how this year shapes out, if it's going to go to a vote of no confidence and we get a real early election again, or if we make it through the year without an election. Yeah, no. And we're, <laughs> so basically, as a person who's federal, like I know we're just on standby. It's just a matter of time. Oh, yeah. There's going yeah. to be an election within the next 24 months. I can, you can almost guarantee. Yeah. No. And and here's the thing. Like, you know, I uh, and I, I was kind of reading a tweet to, or a post that I had posted, but you know, in it, I was very clear that because of all of the so-called progressives, people who think they're progressive, but they are not, yeah. attacking the shit out of Jody Wilson-Rainbow, whether it was on the election, whether yeah. it was, you know, right now there's this big thing about, you know, an office, which I think is so petty, but they're making it a big deal. So I just blocked all of these li- so-called progressive liberals yeah. that I don't want to have a damn thing to do with ever again. You know, like, I I just don't, I don't know. See, and that's a, that really, that whole situation drives me mental. Yeah. Because you have, I, okay, a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, Justin Trudeau broke the law, blah, blah, blah. Well, yes, he violated some sort of law, and yeah. whatever. He was found guilty of an ethics violation, I think is what it ended up being or something. Yeah. 
political interference. Now, if you think he's the first prime minister that's ever done pushed his influence in any department, you need to consider not voting and not being part of the system because yeah, I know. every single person in power has ever done that. Well, there was On a big ruling that, though, against Harper. Like, Harper yeah, like, had so much of this bullshit happen, but none of the conservatives spoke out about that then. Right, so the only difference between Trudeau and all of the other prime ministers in the past yeah. is that an indigenous woman stood up and spoke the truth and did it with unbelievable integrity. And integrity. Yeah. yeah. So we now know that she has integrity, but now she's getting dumped on yeah. by all these, like you said, so-called, so-called progressives, progressives. Yeah. Because they're so diehard red team or whatever they are. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, but we should be praising her. Totally. She should be like revered. Yep. And you're you're trashing her because now she's not on your team. It's not just that and, though. And she gave there up... is that bias against indigenous women. That and that's, and, exactly, and that's the yeah. thing they because they've not addressed yeah. that. That's why I can't stand being around them. Why? If they actually worked on their because here's another example. Um, there was a racist incident that just happened yesterday, and it was on Twitter, and somebody made a news story about it. But basically, it was this woman white woman yelling at a Chinese family. Yeah, I've seen that video. And they were like, chink this, and she even did that. Like, totally fucking racist bitch. Yeah, yeah. So, one of the progressives that actually attacked Jody Wilson-Rainbow was literally the person who posted this. Yeah. So, they think they are not racist, because they can see racism when it happens to a Chinese person, but they can't address their own bias yeah. against indigenous and they can't address it against like sexist because this guy is a woman or a man um so like addressing sexism yeah. addressing colonialism not on their radar but they can address chinese racism well and it ha- but it has to be super blatant like you have to like and that was pretty say bad. the n-word or something in order for I, them to I go think oh that's she even just said wrong the chink word. yeah she yeah. said a few, some nasty yeah. language but yeah. But that's the thing is like it has to be obvious, and then it's virtue signaling. Like, oh, I'll post this because look how good I am. I'm such a good ally against racism. Yeah, but but, but it, then like you'll you said, attack Jody Wilson Rainbow. Exactly, and why? Because, because she's she? an indigenous exactly. woman. That's why. Like, because that's the only. Uh, if you look at what she did, what is there to attack? Totally. She stood up for the truth. She, she has, stood up for all Canadians. Yeah, like every Canadian white, should even. be proud of yeah. what she did. Yeah. We should be putting up a statue for her. Yeah. Because she's the per- first person in. What, like, I mean, the the only other person I can think that stood up to the government like that was Elijah Harper. Yep, good call. Funny enough, Meech Lake. where did he, what was, yep. he was indigenous. Yep. Like, so it's like in the 157 years of Canada, you've had two people yep. stand up against that authoritarian power. Yeah. And they just happen to be indigenous and people are dumping on her now. Totally. So it's like we're, we're victim blaming. Yep. Um, and then there's the racism, there's the sexism, there's the, you know, like, it, it's just... And literally the same year that the yeah. inquiry comes out with their 231 calls to exactly. justice. So. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway, anyway, I guess we could keep talking, but we won't because yes. we've kind of reached our max. We wound each other up. Yeah. <laughs> so now you know what it sounds like around the dinner table here. <laughs> so Our daughter rolling her eyes constantly. Yeah. She listens to a lot of Star Wars and stuff. Anyway. <laughs> Indigenous have been talking about these issues, sharing our traumas in reports, commissions, and public hearings, just so it can be regularly disregarded. No more. Honor their words. Honor the treaties. Listen to politicians and their platforms and policies. 
if they don't recognize the marginalized in their budget with gender equity plus, if they're cutting violence prevention programs and services, indigenous education, uterus health choices, gay straight alliances, know that your vote to that party directly negatively impacts marginalized people. Demand that they implement the Truth and Reconciliation Commission calls to action, the recommendations of the Royal Commission on Aboriginal Peoples, and multiple reports about child welfare reform, which I went into today, uh, violence prevention, and now the 231 calls to justice from the National Inquiry on the Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women and Girls. Denying those reports is a form of abuse called gaslighting. Our people are experiencing extreme racism in the educational and health institutions with multiple reports that say the same thing. Demand change from the election platforms and politicians. And if they do not understand colonialism, racism, privilege, and sexism, they literally have zero business running. Should be understood by all parties, local politicians, community organizations, sports teams, etc. Really good article that I read out loud in episode 62 is Truth Before Truth, How Non-Indigenous Canadians Become Allies. I really recommend you reread that. Um, there's a really great book out there called White Fragility. Really recommend that for everybody. Violence is just my daily reality. Every Indigenous person has faced it. That's why I started this podcast, to speak freely without interruption, without tone police, leadership shaming, without gaslighting questions. As many people don't want to hear Indigenous opinion, but sure want to tell us theirs, usually by people who know nothing about Indigenous people, know nothing about colonialism treaties, the constant surveillance of Indigenous people, our protests, our vigils, and our rights. Typical microaggressions, people dealing with internalized or internalized racism, those who are gatekeepers, survive off the status quo, people who are really in their trauma. So that's why... You know, my husband and I started working with the Medicine Wheel and the White Bison Society. Internal and external racism is an everyday reality for Indigenous people. I needed this bod uh, podcast for a boundary to be heard. My uh, daughter, my family, I hope will be proud of me in the future by trying to discuss these present day issues in a way that they can understand down the road. I always want to encourage cultural safety to try to create a safer space for Indigenous people of colour, those with disabilities, LGBTQ2+. Um, look, at, look at it as first stage for, uh, for the marginalised. So just like you would put a Band-Aid on a wound, these are steps that we should all know how to help people. Um, yeah, I'm just going to skip a whole bunch of stuff that I always say because you have like 70 episodes where <laughs> that's already in. But if you're experiencing emotional distress and want to talk, Call the First Nation and Inuit Hope for Wellness Helpline at 1-855-242-3310. It's toll-free, open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. I want to say thank you to my ancestors, my granny, my mom of what strength looks like through your example. I want to say thank you to my dad for teaching me to be strong and blunt. My stepmom for showing me what a proud culture is through her Austrian heritage. And stepping up to teach me how to be a proud Calgarian. Because it is through her, I'm a second generation proud Calgarian. Uh, thank you to my husband, Darcy, for being on my show today, Woo. as well as producing and editing this show. He's been my husband, childhood friend, father of our child, and my support down the journey of my red road, witnessing decades of racism and sexism. And to our child, who we are blessed to learn from daily, 
We are honored you chose us, and apparently she's most popular when it comes to downloads. Uh, you give me daily accountability to be a stronger and a better person. My Patreon account is Native Calgarian. Thank you, Adam, Alexandria, Beatrice, Brian, Celine, Diana, Jocelyn, Judy, Kenna, Leah, um, Marcia. What? What was that? I don't know. I don't know either. Natalie, Nathan... Phyllis, Rebecca, The Sprawl, Tiffany, Vanessa with one S, and Veronica, Marisa with one S. I don't know why I screwed that up. Thank you for signing up. If you did one donation or did many and had quit for financial reason, please know I appreciated your support then and today. If you value listening and can afford to give, thank you. To those that cannot afford to give but listen in, I'd love to hear from you at nativeyyc at gmail.com where you can send in your comments, your questions. And I want to give a special shout out to Adam for always acknowledging my joke that I always talk about with, you know, Calgary rabbits. Anyway, we're also on iTunes, Google Play and Stitcher. And, you know, I just hope that you all know that when I see these Calgary rabbits, they're just lucky that I'm not tradish. And my beautiful cousin would, res- would respond or you'd be in my dish. And our daughter figured out we have a beagle, which is a natural rabbit hunter. So, yeah, we actually aren't that tradish or that clever, apparently. We need to change that. (laughs) Thank you for listening to my show. I wish you all the best in the upcoming decade of 2020. And for me, I've been having a wonderful year of venting out all the insanity that happens over the course of the year. But... Also, just to give you a little window of what it's like to be an Indigenous person in Calgary, you know, in 2019. And for that, I say thank you to those who downloaded me and to who listen to the show. I'm, I'm honored that you would take the time. Thank you.